This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? I find that if I have a lozenge and I lozenge, uh-huh. mm-hmm. if I have a lozenge, lozenge and I happen to either get, you know, like blood up all up in it mm-hmm. or like some yellow from the deep part of my throat. You know, when you get oh, like yeah. yellow just comes out of mm-hmm. your throat every day. It's a good you know? sign. Yeah. Yeah. What I do then to get rid of it is I take my house keys and I just kind of goop it out. I, I kind of scoop it out right. with my house keys and then you can keep sucking on that lozenge for as yeah. long as you want. That's what people do with like sardines and stuff. That's what a sailor would do. I'm just saying sailors, has a sailor ever been wrong? Sailor doesn't have a family. Sailor That's doesn't true. have a fucking address so the government can find him. A sailor's got a fun little hat and his... And, uh, He's friends with the fish. I don't know what sailors do. That's about right. They got funny hats and they're friends with fish. I am not allowed to go on a on a any sort of boat or be what a happened? sailor because I'm allergic to rope. That's not true. <laughs> that the is Zabra- true. The Zabrowski family used to cruise all the time. You guys were buffet kings. Yeah, but that's basically a moving hotel. You go from a hallway. <laughs> it's like a dock onto a hallway that takes you to just basically a room. Right. Because that's all my parents did was stay inside one of the little side cabin rooms. They didn't go outside. They weren't. Right. We weren't a sunning people. Mm-hmm. We look like the clumps. I'm we sure look you like did. the white clumps. The white clumps, indeed. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by a white clump. Hercules. Hercules? <laughs> is that what this is? Is that what you wanted me to do? I don't know. <laughs> yes. That turned out to be exactly what everyone wanted you to do. Um, so today's episode. Oh so my I, God. I'm honestly having a really hard time concentrating on anything but what is rolling around in my brain right, right. now. Marcus usually, knows the feeling. Oh, Usually yeah. Marcus sort of takes the lead on the research, but uh, this episode is a, it's a Henry Zabrowski special. Well, of course, because what were we doing today? We're doing Aliens, we're back. And back to aliens. And this one, is, it's called Coronado. Coronado. The Hotel Coronado. del Coronado group abduction. Okay. What we're going to start now is what I believe to be is a sort of series of different alien episodes. So it's going to combine either a specific abduction scenario and the teachings of Jacques Vallée, who is a doctor, French doctor, if mm-hmm. you could tell by his fucking name. Jacques. Doctor. Yeah. Henry. His real name is John Valley. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a doctor. He's a he- biologist. Oh, okay. No, he's a for real doctor. This guy is one of the most interesting. I'm reading a book right now. Hold a second. Oh my. Okay, so Henry's gotten up now, and he's going to go do some. He's, he's just going gonna, into his book bag. He just has a book in his pocket, so 
Uh, oh, no, it was right in front of him the entire time. I'm confused. <laughs> All right. I'm the truly book confused. Of, the book on the table. This episode is going to be smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. This is what I, I said tell. this before. We are not going to do the same jumbled, ridiculous alien episode that right. we normally do. We have an outline today. Yeah. Which right. we're sticking to. We are not currently sticking to it. I'm just going to say, to read the so this is a part, part of a trilogy by Dr. Jacques Vallée named, and the first book is called Dimensions, A Casebook of Alien Contact. And what he is trying to do is um, basically create a precedent that alien abductions and alien contact has been going on since the beginning of human time. It's, we all know as people that are members the people who've been listening to this podcast, we already know for a fact that that's fucking true. And yeah. it's been held secretly away from us by whoever it was. And it's not the president because the president's too busy golfing and looking pretty in a bunch of ties. He that's all golf. president does. He golfs a lot. So he doesn't got the fucking keys right. to the secret. He has no idea where the secret room is, where Claxor is, and J. J Edgar Hoover, who's still alive. Possibly. You <laughs> never somewhere know. somewhere in a broom closet dressed up as Carol Channing. And Carol Channing is there, and they're all fucking blowing each other and right. making new wife. Fucking computers for you. Not far from the truth. We all um, know these people have crazy sex parties. But this story, this is the Hotel Del Coronado, is uh, is a very fancy hotel that is on the island off of San Diego, uh, which means a whale's vagina. You remember that? I can't. We can't do any Anchorman references. Anchorman. I can't do it. Anchorman. I can't do it. Remember that? I remember I'm, I'm, by the way, I, I'm taking San Diego back. I hate this. San Diego. It's been ruined by that goddamn movie. And if I lived in San Diego, I'd be Livid. Um, and so in this abduction is we're seeing about 10 to 12 people that are all abducted together in one night. And we're going to see many different abduction scenarios, possibly every single type of abduction scenario that exists all happens within this, uh, th just this one event. And what Jacques Vallée talks about, which I, I'm, I'm trying to get to, it's like I basically read a 500-page book about the Hotel Del Coronado incident over the last two days, so I'm a little confused. Welcome to <laughs> the Hotel Del Coronado. <laughs> That's, that is what you, I, my fucking house has become, the Hotel Del Coronado. <laughs> right. Yesterday was just me sitting with my vape. I drank three pots of coffee and just dr and drank and, re and read all day. So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> been, I'm living in existence. Yeah, and, and so, but Jacques Vallée talks about how there is a, the same instances of both high strangeness, which we see in several alien abductions, stuff like making them eat black goop, or a story about an abduction scenario that happened in Kentucky uh, in 1955, where basically a, a man heard a, a alien craft landed on his lawn. He came out and met the alien creatures as they were coming out of the craft with a shotgun, and he shot one of them. And the creature went like, pew, 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 and shot around like it was a Looney Tunes cartoon, yeah. right? And so, are you sure the guy didn't just shoot his television while watching a Looney Tunes cartoon? <laughs> he may have just been hammered and fell asleep while yeah. watching Wile E. Coyote. It's possible, <laughs> but these scenarios involve high ridiculousness that, and but also physical evidence, as we'll see with this this abduction case, which is like implants, like indentations where the crafts like landed. All of these little p bits have a psychic and physical like component to them each abduction scenario and mm -hmm. there is a, a thing in between those that makes the abduction scenario important to the human race and that is what Jacques Vallée is trying to talk about the symbolism of the weird nonsense and the actual physical happening of the abduction means something to us but I haven't gotten to that part of the book yet <laughs> all right I want to I want to know what that black goop tastes like it might be Unbelievably, like a Turkish delight. What is Ooh. this? You know, no, no. We're it not talking be. about Willy Wonka's from fucking it's, it's, Pleiades. 
That's the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. That woman kept on giving all the kids Turkish delights. I, I still think about those Turkish delights. I do, to too. Day. I used to go into my closet as a kid and just bang my head against the back wall. It never opened up. Oh, uh, man. Sir. They were going for one of those late, late, late-term abortions where they hope you just drink yourself to death. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm still trying to kill myself <laughs> in my mother's womb. And if you think about it, we're all still in our mother's womb if you... Uh, Think about Earth as our mother. All right. I'll think about it that think way. About but, it. Sure, you know, yeah. but before that, let's, yeah, let's get, get to, this. to the actual Coronado incident on March 26, 1994 at a UFO convention. It's very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> in which, and we'll get more into the guts of this detail later on, Bill Clinton was present at the same hotel mm-hmm. giving a speech on the night of said mass abduction. Hiding in plain sight? Bill or was mm-hmm. he just having a fat chick blow him out by the spa? I'm not really <laughs> sure. slavery. So what happens? So there's a UFO convention. A bunch of people are over there. It's like having a Scott Bayo event and then a uh, fan, cl- fan event and then Scott Bayo actually shows up. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. But then yeah. Scott Bayo um, kind of pulls a Bill Cosby and gives you a glass of wine and then rapes you in your hotel room. Occasionally just some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so on March 14th, 1994, Mike Evans and his wife were visited by extraterrestrials in their hotel room. Cool. And on the very same night, several of their friends who were staying in adjacent rooms in the same hotel were also experiencing an encounter. So basically, yeah. in a, there was a line of people all together that were all staying on the same floor, not at the Hotel Del Coronado. It was a place called the Village Inn. Now, because Yvonne Smith, who was like the, so a, a very, I guess, famous UFO researcher and hypnotherapist named Yvonne Smith helped co- collect all of these stories together in a series of hypnotic regressions on the Hotel Del Coronado, Coronado night. And she wrote a book called Coronado, which is includes a bunch of transcripts mm-hmm. of her hypnotherapic sessions. And that's what I have with me today. And now, so Mike Evans, what's re- what's really interesting is how it, it all happened at once, and they all heard each other get abducted. And how the, did the aliens do it? Was like a room service, room service. Go that, away, go away. That is very funny. Ben. <laughs> yeah, is it possible? No, 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 absolutely not. That would just be if you were vacationing in like Colombia and you were just getting taken by a bunch of guerrillas. <laughs> um, so we're going to read some uh, regressions of, of what happened that night. All of them basically said the same thing. They arrived that Friday. They all were, were every single one of them remarks of being like, and it was the smallest bathroom I've ever seen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, these yeah. people go into this hotel room at the village in, and um, anybody who is abducted by aliens, I don't know if it's just being the abducted by aliens, but like just the, uh, either the type of people they just choose or yeah. the they're all real weird and they're all the nerds i feel terrible for yeah. the people working the um, village in that weekend that sucks when the uh, ufo convention rolls through town absolutely so the night of saturday so they all kind of had like a get together so they're all there for the this conference bill clinton's also there mm-hmm. uh eating mayonnaise straight out of a packet <laughs> somewhere in a hotel come, yeah. um and this, so Saturday night is when the events took place. Each one of these abductions began with the same thing, with the whole room getting bathed with sort of a blue light. And I'm going to have Ben Kissel here read the part of Yvonne Smith. 
okay. with me. Yvonne right. Smith is the hypnotherapist uh, that, by the way, let's give a, a, some of Yvonne Smith's credentials very quickly before we get into this. After two years of study and a thousand hours of internship at the California Hypnosis Motivation <laughs> Institute, the only accredited hypnosis college in the United States. Yeah, and he was just is, showing up, right? Like he was just like, well, I'm your intern now. But the well, problem okay. with the hypnosis institute is that they just go like, welcome to the institute. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, you're getting sleepy, you're getting sleepy. One, when you open your eyes, you will have graduated from the hypnotist right. <laughs> institute. Five, four, coming out of the hypnosis, you're feeling less sleepy. Two, uh, one. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty much all I remember from college. Yep. That's about accurate. Yep. Is that the wedding song? Oh, that's nice. Um, She's got her, uh, she got her hypnotherapy certification in 1990, and in 1991, she found Cero, the Close Encounters Resource Organization. And okay. now these people are all members of Cero. Yeah. Uh, everybody that got abducted that night, and each one of them either did not know that they had previous abduction experiences, but most of them did. One, some of the stories we will read of other, some of the women that were abducted have some crazy fucking stories. Yeah. And what I also love is the outline that Marcus put together did not include some of the more juicy details <laughs> uh, that happened that night. Again, yeah. is it possible they were just raped? <gasps> Let's see. Well, all right. Okay, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, so Mike Evans started with a story of um, he was abducted when he was a boy, uh, and he did. The, he found this out through uh, regression therapy. And basically, as a boy, he woke up. He went on a camping trip, and w- what he would do is. He would camp out in his backyard. His grandfather would own lots and lots and lots of land. And so he would have, he had out there, he would like a little creek he went to and a little greenhouse that he would go hide in to like get away from his grandparents. He didn't really, the way he talked about getting away from his grandparents would seem like, he didn't go into detail, but it seemed like there was something happening because he was like, I like to spend a lot of time in that green room. It's just nice to get away from what was going on in the house anyway. (laughs) And so he, um, he was noticing missing time scenarios where he would go out. So a lot of these abduction scenarios we're going to find out. It's the reason why they go into regression. It's, got, it's a lot of times it's a puzzling experience that they had when they were younger that the way they say the aliens deal with it is sort of like hypnotize you so you don't fucking remember. And they right. put a bunch of bullshit on top of it yeah. so that you can't get to it. Are they nerds because they were abducted or were they abducted because they were nerds? Interesting. Good question. I think they were abducted because they were molested <laughs> yeah. by their grandson. That's possible. That's so, sad. They go out to this field. He would talk about how you'd go out to his his greenhouse, and sometimes yeah. he'd like he's like I'd go out there in the morning. And next thing I know, it's nighttime, and I it's mean, like but oh, time just you know yeah, it just goes away when I'm out there, and I got two whole plants, and they take each one takes about three hours a piece for me to stare at it. Yeah, <laughs> anything but being inside that house. That's terrible. You're and, supposed to love your grandparents. And yeah. so, well, the story also then Mike Evans has got the story of he he awoke on a table when they go into the regression. He woke on a table being tiny jaw you know almond shaped head huge black eyes has him um, laying down on the table and he's got a plate on his left arm that holds his body down also he notices that there is a gigantic x-ray machine the term x-ray machine is also thrown around quite a bit uh, in these specific abductions where they keep talking about like seeing a machine that they think is an x-ray machine and he said that he sat on, he as a boy, he was on this table, and they put a cup over his penis, and then the penis, uh, and it's basically, it was a, it, a cup <laughs> like over a his penis. Cup? Like a 
let's say they traveled here from Andromeda, so hopefully it's not a Dixie cup. <laughs> yeah. And it had a snake inside of it that went up inside of his penis and made him ejaculate. And then he felt really embarrassed about ejaculating in front of them, and they're like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. Yeah. All the aliens are very supportive and very <laughs> cool about what they're doing to you. This kid just got hard during his first physical, and he made this all up. Yeah, possibly. Yes. Okay. Ben? Or are there many dimensions and we are a part of one fragile slice of reality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was very nervous the first time I got a physical. Dr. Hagnus gave it to me. And Ugh. I did beef up a little bit, I'm Ugh. not going to lie. Nah. Disgusting. Yeah, Hagnus. No, mine goes straight up inside me. Yeah. I don't want him to see I don't want him to see how important I can become. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans when he was uh, abducted when the aliens came down, uh, he was at one of the few people that was actually like woken up up by the light, and he assumed that it was just an airplane outside, so he went and closed the window. Absolutely, okay. which is now in a post-9-11 post mm. world, if I think a plane's coming, I'm running out of the house. <laughs> hey, just, just yell. Yeah, just um, get your last Yeah, this was in. in the Clinton years when everything was fucking hunky-dory. It was so great. So, this yeah. story is just that when Mike Evans is awake, his, at the hotel, fast forward to 1994, the hotel told Coronado, when, Gary, when, um, when Mike Evans woke up, he woke up with blood on his pillow. Basically, he in his conscious memories that he went to sleep, he woke up, there was blood on his pillow. His wife saw it. They took a picture of it and measured it with a ruler. Oh, he, man, that is a hell assumed, of a nice wife. <laughs> first, he assumed that he had just struck his lip on the sink, but he was like, but no, my lip is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would he? Well, I've done that a hundred times before. Because it's, it's also pro- possibly an alien programming bit that's put into his brain. Ah. Um, so we're going to read this uh, transcript from a regression done to Mike Evans with Yvonne Smith uh, right now. All right. Uh, okay, now, Mike, uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> Try to do this. Uh, okay. <laughs> Try to do it. Mm, okay, okay, Mike. Uh, now, as you take deep cleansing breaths, allow the information to come forward as you drift back to March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. It's uh, it's nighttime. Uh, we just pulled up. I get out of the car. I open the screen door and I get through the door. There's nobody at the desk. I ring the bell, and this guy comes out. They, they live in the back part. I asked him if Alice and Lacey were there, but he said they were gone. So he gives me the key to our room, and we get our baggage. And a guy from behind the counter shows us where the elevator is. It's like we walk into this closet like thing. It's a little <laughs> elevator. Just enough for two people so little. They all talk about this fucking elevator. Yeah. So we go upstairs in the elevator. So small. And you have to close the door. It's like a little cage door inside, and we go up there. But I'm tired. Jean is putting a book away. She's tired. She puts her light out, and I put mine out. I give her a kiss, you know, a winky wink. And I go to sleep. This light. This light is coming through the window. It's waking me up. Uh, what position are you in? Uh, on my back. I see the light. It's like it's like a light. The light's coming through between the, the blinds. It wakes me up. Are you lying on your back in the bed looking at the light? I'm just looking at the light. It's bright. I, I just have the feeling that there's something in the room there. I, I I can't I can't see. There's a lot of light, and I I see like shadows. It's foggy light, and I see shadows in the light. Okay, Mike. Now take a good look around the room and the shadows in the light. How many shadows do you uh, How many shadows do you see? I think I see four. I see them in front of the bed. Yeah, I, I see one of them come 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 over on my side, on my right side. I see him looking down at me. It's a yeah. He has big eyes. He looks down at me. 
I think he's he's turning my head. He has something in his hand. It's like a long object. It has it has something. He's doing something to my ear. It's it's just looking at me. It has a large head, uh, like a very pointy chin. I can see this one very clearly. Very large. Very black eyes. Oh, I see a hand coming up. He has something in his hand. Long, pointy thing. I think he put that in my ear. I don't have pain. I have this buzzing in my ear. It's high-pitched. All right, Mike, take a deep breath and describe what he's putting in your ear. I'm trying to take a look at it. It's a small thing that has like a cage over it or something, and it has a high-pitched noise. Okay, just stay focused on what's uh, what's happening in your ear. Everything is coming in very sharp and clear. Do you feel any pain? I don't feel any pain. I can't help but feel you're not being very sympathetic <laughs> to me, Yvonne. <laughs> he turns my head. He puts this thing in my ear. I don't feel anything. The object in this guy's hand, I think it was kind of like a ball in the end of it, like a wire ball. There was something inside the wire, a, a ball, a wire ball. He only had four fingers. He kind of held it like this here. All right. You got so I, like, I kind of <laughs> saw it. <laughs> I'm on my back. Your microphone pretty bad on that one. I'm on my back. <laughs> that being is just looking at me. Oh, they all leave. They just left. They were in the light. I... Then it got dark in the room. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love Fast Growing Trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I got a yard now, and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about Fast Growing Trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10, and they can tell you exactly what type of trees 
or plants or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a pl- Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah! Toss that rock! Come on, guys! Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine if Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. So that's Mike Evans' story of what right. he saw. Yeah. And so basically what happened after that is that he went to he went to the doctor, and so the blood came from his ear. And so that day, you're going to also see each one of them woke up, and basically it was a... Uh, the, the, it, it ruined everybody's day. No one knew what happened. They all woke up all groggy. Had no idea what, what yeah. happened. Everyone had mi- like worst. everyone had mild to major flu-like symptoms. Yes, which is very common. Which is also Jacques Vallée talks about has been happening since the beginning of time. When people talk about visiting things like the gentry or like when they What's say the that gentry, still, it is a type of like Irish, like it's a it's a UK like. You remember the hidden people when we did the episode about Iceland? Okay. Uh, about like basically the it's like the Hildefic is that they are a group of it's like fairies or, and like otherworldly entities that can take people but also will give things in exchange for knowledge. Okay. Well basically and so it's basically the exact like alien story but from ancient humankind. And Jacques Vallée would talk about all the time is how people would visit the elves and they'd get really sick. 
Okay. So and she's always been got, happening. So everyone got the flu there. Was it possible that everyone ate the wrong uh, uh, bagel at the Continental Breakfast? No, because his wife, Gina, felt fine. Ah. Yeah. So unless there were alien uh, enthusiasts eating different meals from non-alien enthusiasts, because we can probably assume that Gina was not an alien, alien enthusiast, enthusiast and mm. was very mad about spending her vacation days in San Diego <laughs> at the Coronado yeah. Hotel. Measuring pools of blood on a pillow. <laughs> that's a very bizarre I gotta weekend. say, that's probably their most exciting day they've had in years. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that they saw a bunch of blood and they Im- uh, immediately were just like, get the ruler, honey. We gotta see how long this one is. But later on down the line, Mike Evans went to <laughs> go to get an MRI from the doctor because yeah. he was experiencing a lot of ear pain because the blood that came out of his ear, like, basically had been happening over and over again. He had three more abductions experiences, also got raped again. Okay. Mm. Um, where, uh, again, they... they just fish a line up the penis. It's bizarre. It's 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 a it's a different kind of rape than I'm used to hearing. Obviously, the anal probe. It's cliche at this point. They went in for more of a catheter approach. Yes, because huh? uh, they just want to get that sweet sweet jazz. Right, right. Uh, you know how it is. Oh, you know how all these, you know, ladies as they're getting older, all they're looking for is that sweet, sweet jazz because they want a baby, oh, and absolutely. that's all these aliens want. Yeah, man. and you right. got to get it fresh right out of right the nuts. Up, from right the out nuts. of the nuts. Yeah, can't even spend yeah. the time shooting it out into the air. Yeah, yeah. that is fresh, and you that- can't just go in and grab, you know, a sock. Oh, right. so later, right. so, and then so, anyways, Mike Evans went to get an MRI, and the doctor was like, "Well, you got to stop cleaning your ear out so crazy. You got a puncture <laughs> wound in there." Oh, and my. basically, they found that they had a full puncture wound through his his uh, eardrum. Wow, his brain. Yeah. Wow. So something's happening. Yeah, something's happening. So it's sort of a sort of a steel wool type thing. I like this guy's story. It's a little bit different than the traditional story, so it, it gives it some credit. You know, a lot of these stories they are, and when they did the the hypnoti- the hypnotism, uh, they kept all of these people separate. And they didn't yeah. allow any of them to talk to, you know, trade stories or anything like that to contaminate uh, each other's experience. And what's also right. interesting is because they all had experiences being abducted. Yeah. They all knew that. They all knew that they all felt weird that night. And they were all very used to this fact of, like, basically experiencing the abduction and then kind of letting it settle. Mm-hmm. Because that's when the... The memories come out is later on. It's like most of the time because the aliens specifically, if you believe that there is a physical component to the abduction scenario, and the aliens are taking people and then knocking them out so they don't remember, like they know that. They yeah, already know that right. this is kind of what happens. And not just that, but Yvonne Smith, she's actually a, a pretty good person. I checked out some of her other credentials, listened to some interviews and all that. She works a lot with veterans. She mm-hmm. works with people. Her uh, specific uh, area of expertise is PTSD. And she right. uses hypnotherapy to try to, uh, I guess, not really cure, but try to get to the root of people's PTSD. And that's what she believes, that anyone who has been abducted by aliens definitely suffers from PTSD. We, PTSD, oh, you got to. Which, you know, kind of explains why these people the next day weren't just immediately going down to breakfast and say, like, hey, do you have a weird fucking night? No, literally, because when, when right. uh, we're going to find out in this, this next one, we'll cover basically the two ladies that were staying together in the next room over, because that was the other thing, too, is that they all, everybody else talked about how they heard a man scream in the night. Yeah. Because what happened was that Mike Evans, when he saw the plane coming in, he literally saw the plane coming in, and he was just like, I knew what was happening because I started feeling a feeling all over my body that I always feel when I'm getting up which is this tingly feeling from the tips of the toes to the top of my fucking head, right? So he sees it, and so he like he was like, I don't know what to do. So I literally walked to the hallway and went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then like walked exciting. back into his room, and the aliens took him. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all victims of a sexual assault, which is what these aliens are doing, and they need to be uh, arrested for it if they ever do land on Earth. 
They're all a bunch of rapists. Well, yeah, they're uh, all up there wearing a bunch of like funny sweaters. You know, exactly. just going like Theo, you not you must do the dishes, Theo. Mm. Uh, it's very difficult to talk about these things when you feel like you're a victim of something so sensitive. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So. The the people that were in the room adjacent to Evans, uh, Nancy Staller, which is a pseudonym. She doesn't want her real name to get out there. But however, Lori Angelone doesn't give a fuck. She's using her real name. That's good. Uh, they uh, were also abducted. Staller said that she consciously remembers having an extremely restless night and she also remembers being awoken by a brightly filled room but then after that hazy blurry and so okay. we now go to we let's cut to the hypno hypnotherapy session of what in the book her name is Alice uh, which I think is really interesting because I'm not sure which is the cover-up name and which is the fake name. Right. Which is the real name. I would say probably Lori Angelone. Lori is- Angelone. Angelone. I like it. That's a nice name. Angelone. So this is, so Alice and, it's Alice Nancy and Lori Lacey, her name is Lacey in the book, they stayed together in one room and one of them got the raw end of the deal and one of them didn't. Which you're oh also going to see, which in each one of these abduction scenarios too, is that the aliens choose one and the other one is just becomes a witness to it except for the wives yeah except for when like except for the ones who have been dragged along by their are, husbands cuz they're, they're like uh, all right childless well. couples sad <laughs> sad times get a cat <laughs> well, they had a lot to talk about on sunday anyway that's good all right so now so we're going to do the same thing so you read ys i read a all right yeah. alice now take a deep breath when i touch your forehead allow yourself to drift down drift down deeper and uh, now it's much later on this Friday night. You're in bed, and Lacey is in bed, and the TV. This is hot. And the TV. Uh, I, I can't imagine that it's hot. I'm <laughs> sure sure sex. Uh, all right, you're in bed, and Lacey's in bed, and the TV lights are off. The TV and the lights are off. Your nipples are hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, using all of your senses, feel feel yourself there in the hotel room, and get in touch with your body, uh, as if as. Mm, Yes, yes. Get on with it. And get in touch with how your body feels as your body retains memories. Just verbalize anything that you're sensing. Flash of light. All right, where do you sense or see the flash of light? My eyelids. All right, so uh, how do you uh, how do you sense the light? Do you feel it in your eyelids? Try try to verbalize everything that you're sensing. Oh, I just see Lacey in bed with her knees pulled up. <laughs> which, okay, which way is she facing? Mm-hmm. My goodness. Oh, she's she's like parallel with the window, facing the headboard. I don't know how I see that. Maybe the light, but I see like a flash. All right, get a sense of all around you. Do you sense any sounds, any movement? Is Lacey moving? Is she awake? Yeah, she's got her knees pulled up. She's holding her knees. Oh, it's nothing. It's dark. Oh, I'm in the corner of the room sitting against the wall. All right, you feel yourself sitting in the corner. Yeah, I jumped out of bed and I'm in the corner. Do you know why you jumped out of bed? I'm to the left of the bed in the corner. He scared me. What scared you? He scared me. Who is he? Next to the bed. Who is he? Oh, he had long fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Holden McNeely. (laughs) He tried to touch me. Oh, long skinny fingers. He's looking at me. That's why I jumped out of bed. I can't hide, though. Can you see his face? A bug. He looks like a big bug. Left leg. Oh, they're looking at my leg. Oh, I don't know why they're looking at my leg. All right, now get in touch with your left leg. How does your left leg feel? Oh, Do you looks, feel pressure, pain, It huh? looks like a shot or something in my left leg, like a big needle of some kind. All right, part, what part of your leg do you feel this shot or needle? Oh, they're putting something in my leg through a needle? It makes no sense. No, he was holding it. I don't feel anything. Though. I feel very drugged, very drugged. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm so drugged. They did something to me. All right, what, what, what position is your left leg in? An inclined position, tilted. 
All right. And the, and the needle is still in your left no, leg? No, they're rolling me on the right side. I saw the needle. I don't feel the needle. Needle. I'm very drugged. Oh, I can't, I can't move anything. They don't want me to move. They say, don't move. Don't move. Everything be okay. Oh, I'm feeling nauseous. Sick. They make me sick. They make me feel sick to my stomach. I'm very drugged. I think they gave me something. All right. Now, without feeling any pain or discomfort, just describe everything that's happening with your leg. No. Done. They're done. I hear the word done. They're done. It's over. I hear that word done. And go back. Go back. And so basically, Yikes. when she wo- when she woke up, she found out. Now what they have now again. This is the second trope of of alien abductions we're going to see immediately, which is she wakes up with a scoop mark on her leg, a freshly cut, like like a the melon, melon baller. baller. Yeah. yeah, melon baller. Melon baller. Melon ba- best invention ever. Even more disturbing huh. when she woke up, her bedspread was rolled up and placed lengthwise across her bed over her neck and tucked under her mattress so tightly she was at first unable to. Stand up. And this is hmm. where this is where uh, Nancy Stoller sounds real fucking annoying. Is that she has her own traveling blanket that she brings <laughs> with her oh, everywhere. No, I right? hate that. And she has her traveling blanket. So basically, like long story short, Lacey slash Lori saw yeah. the whole thing happen. Okay. She was she was sitting there and she woke up to seeing Alice in the corner of the room shrieking, crying. Right. And she was just like, "What's that smell? What's that smell?" Four grays come into the room through the window and they stink like farts. They smell like rotten eggs. Sure. Right? Thing. And so she well, was like... you should hear what they th- uh, say about us, you know? <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> That's what... Uh, yeah, exactly. Humans <laughs> smell like hot dogs. Yeah, making me hungry. Mm, why not? Um, and so they uh, they saw her, and she was like, oh, they're not here for me, because I don't get those guys. I get the Nordics. That's mm. the ones that normally come for me. And okay. so they basically... So these people uh, subscribe to the seven races or the twelve races. Yes, theory? they do. The Nordics, uh, the Pleiadians. Lacey has seen reptilians. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's seen uh, greys. She's seen and the bug ones, the praying mantis ones. Yeah. And so she saw the greys come in. She's like, "Oh, they're not here for me. They're here for Alex." She jumps on top of Alice to try to save her. All of this was only found out through regression. The aliens literally go like "doo doo" and like zap her off of her. Yeah. She lifts up out of the she lifts up out of the room right. Undisclosed amount of period of time goes by. She's floated back onto the bed. And then she sat and she said she watched. She's like, you know, you know, uh, they, they, I was watching them. I was watching them. And they don't know what to do with with the blanket. They don't know how to put the blanket on her. The blanket I got from the closet that she brought. They lay it this way on her neck. Horizontally, it drapes on the floor as if to hold her down. Oh, they see me watching. And so basically a bunch it. of aliens were like, what, what, what is this? Wrong blanket. <laughs> They're trying to get the blanket on the bed, but it's not, it's not the blanket for the bed. What kind of pain in the ass bitch brings her own blanket <laughs> to a hotel? I've got an idea. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Just follow my lead, dude. Yeah, Roll so it up. She, so she woke up with a blanket tied around her neck. They like, just did not do it right at no, all. No, because they're yeah. Make yeah. her seem comfortable. <laughs> yeah. They're used to sleeping with like tubes up their ass. I love that <laughs> they're, they're so a superior race of beads, but they just can't figure out the pesky blanket. And so another story about Alice is that she was... So we've covered Dr. Roger Lear on this show, who yeah. is a podiatrist who has also become a, a, a surgeon hero of the alien abduction <laughs> movement. Also a uh, one of the founding members of Cero. Yes. Yeah, okay. and he's so been in the game a long time. And you ever see his? Have you watched interviews with Roger Lear? And you watch him go from like normal doctor to like alien superstar. And so he, it's him. Just normally, he's just wearing a lab coat, and he's just like, 
We take a look for implants as much again. It cuts to his last interviews right before he died. It's him with like a diamond stud earring and like a leather jacket on. He's being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got people zipping and zopping out of here. And, yep. and so what he does is he provides free like surgery for people who say they have alien implants. So Alice slash Nancy Stoller went in to get that scoop mark checked out. Yeah. He basically excavated it and found a piece of, um, and so it was like, it's like a piece of glass that had okay. fibrous things all over it. They were like basically built into it to keep it in place. And so he scooped it and they sent it off to a bunch of labs. And they did a bunch of research on it. And what happened was that the later, in later abductions, the aliens punished her for removing her implant and put one in her ear Ooh, and basically uh. fucked her up. She showed up. She's got all of these pictures of her just with bruises all over, with puncture marks all over herself. And what's the point of the implants? Uh, of the implants? Why do the aliens? We do put not it in? know. We have no clue. I wonder if it's to get our, uh, you know, just information on our bodies and stuff like that. Sort of like a yeah, it could be some sort of uh, like reading step- mechanism where it just a- transmits information back to the grays. What if it's just a glorified step counter? Wendy took five thousand steps today. Diet a, is good. A pedometer. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy that she was talking about. She interviewed one of her fir- her first books, Yvonne Smith, and was saying that he had the same thing where he got an implant removed, and then he got brought up to a ship, and then during regression, basically. The thing he kept remembering, he was screaming, was like, I'm me! I'm me! No, I'm the one! You did it! You already gave me the implant! Because the aliens were saying to him, we don't know, we don't recognize you. Where's your implant? Where's right. your implant? And he's just like, I'm me! You know me! You know me! Like, he's a guy at fucking bar at last call yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get his fucking credit going. Right. So leave the implant in is what you're saying. That's your best bet. Otherwise, the aliens are just going to come um, back for you. They get real mad. Yeah. And so they didn't touch Lacey that night, but Lacey had been touched pretty badly earlier where she was basically she she had one of the strangest abduction scenarios I had ever heard in my life where she went to go see uh, basically and these are the Nordics that adopt uh, that uh, abduct Lacey right she Nordics and bugs what's the, the thing what do the Nordics look like uh, they just look like Swedes Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, big, strong, handsome, beautiful people. So those are yeah. the ones you really want, as opposed to the Greys or the Mantis people. She kind of got lucky with the Nordics. Yeah, they're the nice. They are technically the nice ones. Okay. Technically That's the good. nice ones. And, and they were a bit perverted by uh-uh. a man that we will cover on our episode next week. A bit perverted by a man named Adolf Hitler. Hitler. Adolf Hitler. You okay. can compare the Nordics to the Aryan ideal of the Nazis. Oh, yeah, right. and he may have been met a bunch of them, and he's like, "Oh, you look like me." Oof, we we friends. We party buddies now. <laughs> uh, no one wanted um, to party with Hitler. You know? uh, and so everybody wanted to party with Hitler. They uh, called it the Nazi, Nazi party. party. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. That is a good joke. That is great. Nazi schlufen. So this, so the Nordics went and got this lazy. So girl. she walked. She had a, a library around the corner for her house, and it's it's actually it's like very trippy. She walked around the corner of her house to go to this library, and she noticed there was a line of people just hanging outside of the library waiting to get in for no reason. Humans. Humans. Yeah. And so it is abnormal for Americans. To be waiting, to be waiting a for a library? Yeah. I must get in. It's just like yeah. they'll wait outside of a footlocker for oh, like a, a random basketball shoe. Right. But, uh, so she walked in there. She was like, there was no librarian on board, and there was just an old man screaming about how there was no today's newspaper. And mm. he was yelling about this newspaper, yelling about this newspaper. But she, this was in 1993, and so she was there to make a photocopy of an article of this UFO abduction case magazine that she was featured in, and she wanted to cool. show somebody. Man, it was so much different back then. I feel 
feel like we we lose that going to the library microfiche, yeah. making a copy. Like, and she was in the paper. Now you just get sent that in a link in your Facebook. But the it, problem is the way I do my research is that I can't even imagine doing it with any clothes on. <laughs> right, right. <yeah. laughs> that Henry was Zabrowski was arrested my- in 1992, <laughs> naked in the library for the third time. I, I my- bet I could find a dank basement in the library to do all my research. I'd be <laughs> right at home. Yeah, there's a lot of typewriter. <laughs> so she walks in and she goes to the copy room and all of a sudden her head really starts hurting and she goes out of the library. It's basically, she's like, I, I, she gets really confused and she notices that the bottom of her feet and the back of her neck are covered in a clear liquid, like this goop, uh-huh. right? The, like all the, of the her bottom of tell. her feet. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> ben, ben, say it, say it. What's that? Hot stuff? Yeah. yeah. It is hot stuff. I love feet. I'm, big, I'm getting big That's into disgusting. it. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so she goes back to the hotel. She goes back to her house, and she realizes it's been five hours. So she's been gone doing past, basically doing some hypnotism regression. She goes up and basically reveals that um, she wakes up to a needle being stabbed into her gut, mm. where a praying mantis is basically... Taking eggs from her, and they're like, "Listen, don't don't worry about the." He's, they're like, "This is just a part of the process. You know how this is. We've been doing this for years." Blah blah blah. They're very reasonable. They're always yeah. like, "Hey, no, 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 no. You you know what we're doing." And so she's like, "What? You know, like like this has to stop." She's like yeah. screaming in the sink. She's like, "I I don't want to do this anymore." And they're it's like, "A lot of money. Those eggs are very expensive. Oh, very yeah. expensive. Twenty grand yeah. it takes to get some eggs. Nobody wants redheaded semen, but those eggs." No. Um, so they were like, Can't no, but do you remember the deal you made? Mm. And she's just like, what are you talking about? And basically, these praying mantis and her, like, they rev- they show her all of her hybrid babies of all these things. And they're oh. like, you take care of our children and we don't take your children. And so, like, that was like a thing that they had set up. And so this is she, just them getting a nanny. This is essentially yes, because that's another thing in the abduction scenarios we see all the time. We were talking about with the alien hybrids episode, which is like they they need our warmth, yeah. they need our emotions uh-huh. to raise these kids. And so, well, she, that also works in some of the uh, uh, theories. I think Jacques Vallée puts forth uh, is that the uh, the Earth is essentially a gas station or an energy source that they right. use to feed off of our. The grand emotions. theory is that we are yeah. a part of what he calls a control environment. Is and then we, we live in a we live in a virtual reality that I mean, which is already true. Where they already talk about when they say when when mathematicians talk about how like we live in a hologram of reality, where that basically means that our reality is real fucking thin, and on a micro level, all the fucking all of the math breaks down. It is a bit uh, like the um, the theme of Monsters Inc. Uh, the monsters feed off our fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty yeah. much just monsters saying. If so only really, they were looking at a Billy Crystal, right? Yeah. So yeah. really, our biggest quality that humans has it is our emotions. It is our ability to feel. That's the one. Th- aliens that's are what they smarter all say. than us, but they can't feel anything. So that's this is also want. in a Steven Spielberg human universe yeah. where our right. emotions this are. This is important. like a Doctor Who. <laughs> why David Tennant loves them? I just love you, humans. I love you, humans. Yeah. yeah. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try 
every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. You'll step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Use your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. You're going to get a kiss in there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. Watch out for those sidewalks. They are covered in urine. And customize your very own luxurious estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. Collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. And you can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Oh, how I love the 1920s. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left. 
spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, no, it's very it's very interesting. And so basically what they were saying is that we need it. So she then would get regressed for many more abduction scenarios afterwards. And it's basically her just going up and breastfeeding <laughs> hybrids. And so and she did that in order to keep oh. them from ta- from them taking her children. So she yeah. gives a, a banana tet then. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, so can they can that? take our semen using just a Dixie cup over our dick, but they can't get a breast pump? No. To just, you know, get a bunch and of... This her- is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. but this is what they say. So it's all this ridiculous shit, right? Every time these aliens, these high strangest things happen, because that Lacey is what happened to her. They pumped a bunch of black fluid in, down her throat. They said to clear out her system. And the same thing happened to another man that was abducted at the Hotel Coronado that night. He woke up throwing up just gobs and pints and pints of black fluid and then he said he took a very strange dump as well (laughs) (laughs) my fecal matter was particularly peculiar Peculiar I'm sorry I am obsessed with this this is the thing I take the most seriously right 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 is this whole thing I was up late last night so he's got odd dumps he's vomiting crazy things Yes, yeah. and so yeah, it's a sad time in your life when you start to really start to have to look at your dump and analyze what it you means. You should be looking at it now. No, I don't want to. You're gonna get cancer. <laughs> I look at it every single time I you don't. Do? Oh yeah, sometimes I don't. You have to. Yeah, you have you don't to. You have to. What if I'm? I'm sometimes I'm proud. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, Sounds like that's a big pile. Good so for me. Those were the main. Those were the main abductions we can talk about in this episode. In terms of like of the of those, those are the ones that like are like the important ones. What I like is the ones that you did not cover in the outline, Mister Phil Baxter. Now Phil yeah. Baxter. And these are all the same people that were at the same event at this village. The in. same night. The same night. Yeah. Very crazy. Yeah, so he woke up. So basically, he he got really sick uh, that morning. You know, he woke up and he said that I may have experienced something that night, but I'm not really sure what it was. And so the the truth of what happened was, so, so in the outline, it does not say, so Phil Baxter was staying in this hotel room. Yeah. They do not talk about a man named Gary <laughs> that was also staying in the hotel room with him, right? <laughs> Now, Gary sounds like a real fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Right? Um, he is kind of a... Um He's a very weird man. It seems like he's he's got like he, he, they said he was real particular about the room. He came in and they got sort of like lumped together. Phil Baxter. So same scenario. Mm-hmm. He is lying back in bed at night. the The room is illu- is illuminated with light. He wakes up. To an alien next to him, a gray, mm-hmm. black eyes, who's got a small black wand in her hand, his hand. Well, who knows? It, it is. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a alternately described as a black wand or a black rod. Rod. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it touches mm-hmm. to his forehead. He wakes up on top of a like basically he wakes on top of a table, sitting there with uh, a female, a gray, in front of him, and he's just hanging out there. And they got this wand, and they're just kind of like. Tapping him with the wand, tapping yeah. the wand, and he's just like, "Oh, what's going on here?" It's like, "Why?" Like, you know, like, "What's happening here?" And she's, they're like, "You know the drill." She's like, "But don't, you know, like, it's gonna be fine. We'll be done with you soon. We're just running some tests on you. Totally normal." Scratching at the bottoms of his feet, which is another thing. I think I didn't hmm. realize. They literally go like, "Yeah, that sounds good though." I could go for one of those. It's like a pet egg. Yeah, it's it seems nice. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like imagine if yeah, if Mike Lawrence was doing it with his hands. You know, right. So the so the grays have really sweaty palms. Really sweaty palms. <laughs> Mike Lawrence from the Nerd of Mouth. Podcast. He's great. Yeah. Uh, and so 
he didn't realize it's that like Gary got picked up too. Yeah. And but Gary is next to him getting fucking ripped. Right? And he's looking at <laughs> what Gary, do you mean, right? He's getting torn apart he anally literally, or something. He's sitting there watching and this alien's got it like kind of like poking him with a thing and he's watching Gary going like <laughs> He's freaking <laughs> out. With a tube up the front of his dick and a tube up his ass. Oh, wow. Right? They're doing both, right? And there's a hit him all the stuff and they're like they're going at him and going at him and going at him. And he's just like, what's going on? What are you doing to Gary? You know, and they're like, don't worry, don't worry. That's not going to happen yeah. to you. And he's just like, well, what do you mean? And he's just like, you know what we mean. And he's like, yeah. he said, I have this overwhelming feeling like, like I was a member of their family. And he's, they're, just, they're like, there's some of you that we're way more interested in than others. Some of you have more of a reason to be here. And some of you just end up here. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was just this illuminating thing of just being like, you were, because he said that he grew up with these psychic experiences. Like, he could tell when earthquakes would happen. And he would do, like I mean, dog. he's a little, yeah, like a dog. And so Gary got the short end of the stick real hard. Yeah, and so sounds like he, he got the long end of the stick, really. <laughs> and then when he woke up, so he wakes up, they wake up, and it feels like, oh, I got a headache, man. Wake up to Gary in the bathroom screaming, Phil, Phil, come in here. I've got a mark on my penis. I've got a mark on my penis. And so they're like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, no, I'm not fucking coming in there. I'm not going to come and take a look at the mark on your penis. No, there is a bruise in here with three puncture wounds on the tip of my penis. You don't want to see it? Oh, he's just like, no, man, I lost the bet. Yeah, they were just to ra- be to room with right, you, Gary. They were randomly chosen together. <laughs> they uh, told me it would together. happen. I didn't believe right. them. So, I, so what's not a clue right. outline? I want to just go and read some of what happened to Gary in a previous life. So Gary decided yeah. to meet Yvonne. Gary was a very reluctant member of the research society because it seems like um, he got a lot of a lot of things happen right. to him. This was him as a as a boy. It seems like these aliens, we might have it all wrong. We think that they abduct rednecks, but I think these might be the redneck aliens that are coming down here. <laughs> they seem very, uh, they seem to be doing a lot of local yokel activities. They seem to be, yeah. uh, to me, it sounds like just a whole bunch of shots in the dark. Like they're yeah. just sort of experimenting, but they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Throwing some shit in there. Just, I mean, they just have to have gallons of semen. Yeah. Gallons oh, of so, semen and what they're and what doing are they with it. What are they going to do with it? Yeah. So poor, poor, poor Gary. <laughs> So he had a thing happen to him. Um, he woke up as a boy with a, a, a Boy Scout scouting trip. He woke up. I mean, Uh-oh. you know. Well, we know. <laughs> okay, we so know. so far we've got don't want to stay in Grandpa's house. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Boy Scout trip. Boy Scout trip. Uh, right. He woke up with two scoop marks on both sides of his ass. <laughs> and right? he did. He got it real bad. And he woke up, and he doesn't remember what happened to him. So finally it's uh, it's so... He says, while sleeping one night, and during him out of regression, I awoke to something touching my feet. Do the Gary voice that you were oh, yeah. doing last night. Ah, uh, it's September 1977, <laughs> while sleeping one night. I awoke to something touching my feet there. At the foot of my bed were two small, dark figures. And I, I was like, hey, <laughs> hey yeah. now. Oh, All right, I saw them, and I immediately fell back asleep. Um, I believe this was an abduction experience. So I'd like to do some sort of hypnotic regression with you, Yvonne. <laughs> so, man, this guy can really sleep through a lot of stuff, though. I, w- I would stay awake if that happened to him. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you know. All right, so he wakes up to, I think there's a light in the room. <laughs> I think somebody's moving over to my shoulder. 
Yeah. Alright, it's right. I saw the guys. It's the guys I saw at the foot of my bed. It's them. <laughs> Standing there. I think he's looking at me. Oh, he's touching my shoulder. <laughs> okay, um, I think we're moving to the window. I can't really be sure. Somebody's touching my forehead and my shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Alright, now they're touching again. On the left oh side. My. my body feels like it's shaking. They're touching me. Yeah. Alright, now they're touching me on my back. Down my spine, oh, he's, he's touching my spine. He's moving up and down my spine. Uh -oh. I, I don't think I have anything on. I don't think I'm wearing any clothes. Further down near my near my butt, they're at my butt. I think they're they're moving my legs. Oh, they're they're opening my legs. They're opening my they're opening my butt. Oh no! This opening is a direct transcript. Oh, Gary! They're grabbing me. They're grabbing me. Ah, uh, my penis! They're grabbing my penis. Ah, oh, it's, uh, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. This guy, he says, "Don't worry, it's not gonna hurt," you know. But then I think he touched me with something that's gonna give me an erection. Oh no! Ah, oh, I can't control anything. Oh, oh! I think you're sticking something inside me there. Oh, in my penis. They're sticking oh. it in the end of my penis. Oh, some type of tube. It's a long silver tube. Oh, it hurts. It definitely hurts. Yep. I just feel tingly and I just got a light on it. The long silver tube. I think it's got a thing on the end of it. Sort of like a bigger tube. It's going into a bigger tube. Oh, like a Russian doll type thing. Huh? Yeah, and then they said that the tube attached Probiscus. to a gigantic x-ray machine on the wall. Right? So that yeah. happened to him. So they opened up his butt, huh? They opened that, is, that is a visual. I can't. I, I don't even know how to visualize the opening of the butt. It's I, the cheek thing and then you got the hole. Oh, yeah. And um, then so he I walked bet in. you can visualize opening up of the butt. Yeah, I, I picture... I I mean, I, I guess I have to picture Gary like Henry, so I know what Henry's butt looks like because the whole goddamn world does. So I just picture two little butt cheeks. They're That's opening it up my butt. exactly what it is. pancakes. Open it up. This Hold is his, over. his testimony from after he was trying, because, like, so, so like, she basically, she asked him, um, like, uh, so... So basically, Yvonne was like, "So what happened after the fact? Like when you woke up that morning, uh, when when that when that thing? Because he did not remember anything from the night at the Hotel Coronado. No, he did okay. not remember anything. But Gary and Phil's relationship fell apart. Like oh, they were sort of talking so. before, yeah. yeah. But they were like because basically Gary locked eyes with Phil while they're on the abduction thing, while he just watched him get raped and not doing anything. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he could have vouched for him. Phil did not leave his room for the rest of the conference. No, he, he just, did not want to talk to anybody. Yeah. He didn't want to interact oh, with anyone. Man. He just stayed inside he saw some and bad shit. CNN well, he, all day. He had to room with Gary. And so it'll just ruin it for anybody. Uh, this is just this. This is where you could just see all of Gary's character. So it's just like, and so it's just like, we caravaned up to Carlsbad where we had lunch or early dinner. And that's when I mentioned the mark to a bunch of people. <laughs> and because he started talking about uh, at dinner the night before, he kept talking about how he's got a mark in his penis. Who wants to come and see the mark in his penis? Yeah. So finally, I took Jesse inside the restroom with me. Jesse, male or female? Yeah, he's a male. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I wanted him so it's, I wanted him to witness. I wanted him to witness it. Yeah. Witness. Now, yeah, you see, I was trying to take photos of the mark. 
Yeah, I was trying to take some photos of the mark for the people because it's like she's right. like. So you try to take photos of the mark? Nineteen ninety four. So he. Oh, picked, okay. Yeah, he picked up a disposable camera from the con. Legitimately, that is all he, in here. He would have to go and get that. Uh, someone else would have to develop that film for him. So he yeah. got a fun little surprise. You know, I gotta say there was a lot involved in trying to take the pictures. What what it involved was trying to. I did the suck in my stomach. <laughs> I lay my penis erect, not flaccid on top of a towel on top of the watching machine, and main. Maintain all of that. So Keep it on the towel. My belly sucked in and my penis erect. This was the day after, and in fact, it became all too much. So that the only now way the, you yeah, can now see, the, yes, he now, has to get hard and suck in his penis. Now the photograph. Now the photographs just show a flaccid penis kind of popping out over a fat belly. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I like Gary. I like. I like Gary. Oh, man. I gotta say, I worked at a CVS yeah. developing counter. That's a very interesting <laughs> job. You must have seen quite a few uh, different sort of dick pics. Did I tell you like about that. the fat old lady I saw on a toilet with a red hat on? <laughs> she was naked. She was totally naked, sitting on a toilet, and she had a red hat on. And I made a bunch of extras of it, and I put it all over my apartment. <laughs> Oh, man. Back um, in the day when you had to have somebody else handle your most private uh, photos. Ooh. That was something special. So that's one story. And then the, there's another story about a woman named Melinda, uh, Melinda who uh, was a person who was also abducted from these from the Hotel Del Coronado. Okay. And different about her abduction scenarios that it was very clear. She saw these gigantic... Uh, Basically, these gigantic chairs, these high chairs, and she saw everybody there. She saw Gary, she saw Phil, she saw Alice slash Nancy, saw Lacey slash Lori, saw Mike, and they. She saw a sea of tables, and there was a bunch of people sitting on like stools, and they had these wand attachments put to their heads because basically she was saying that aliens were explaining to her that aliens were looking from energy from our memories, mm. which is really interesting. And she, neurotransmitters, neurotransmitters. And there was an article written about it that she found that was about how electronic transfers to the brain can summon specific memories. But what Melinda was a specific sufferer of was a thing called uh, Melapse, which I didn't really I didn't really understand was its own its own category, which is military abductions, which okay. is abductions that happen and on the on the spacecraft or during the abduction, you see someone in military gear. So and you're just really some of the most accurate sightings of UFOs come from military people. And of course, Hellier has been all over the news. The former prime uh, the defense minister for Canada. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and, and he's, so he's ruining his uh, reputation on a daily basis. He's old; he doesn't care. Yeah. This is just a quick rundown of her various abduction scenarios, cool. and this will lead into the final topic of this. This is just showing how many different scenarios happen. In, the, in, in this night. Um, early 1990, two roommates witnessed military men shouting orders at me in the middle of the night. I have no memory of this. July 27th, 1993, missing time while driving with two friends. Taking my ETs with the man in naval uniform present monitoring the procedures. We were each regressed by a psychologist who said that each of us recalled the same exact details. July 21st, 1993, gynecological medical procedures performed by humans in an underground facility. Hazmat clean room environment. I was regressed many times for this one. November 23rd, 1993. Flown on triangular ship. Miscommunication screw up. Drugs administered and interrogated extensively about ET technology. 
Mid-1990s, experience with a friend while traveling in Sedona, Arizona, car stopped by military personnel, and I was escorted away from my friend. I was not regressed for this one, but had conversations with the witness friend many years later about her memory and my conscious memory. I would have doubted if not for her detailed account. Late 1990s, interrogation and threatened with a gun put to my head in a military tent on a base located in the California desert. I was regressed for this one. August 20th, 2000, abducted with friend out of her apartment and taken to underground base. Both of us were interrogated, threatened, and saw reptilian with the military. Mm. Photo evidence of break into home. November 2010, abducted with three friends out of a friend's house in Sedona, Arizona, taken to an underground base with military and ETs together. All four of us were tested for psychokinetic abilities. Regressed by Yvonne. I'm just jealous these guys have so many close friends. You know, these guys are always hanging out with each other. Oh, yeah. Birds of a feather, my friend. Yeah, I no, guess but so. It, so basically, we're seeing all of it. We're seeing yeah. semen, semen got collected. Right. Eggs got collected. Butts were open. Were there. <laughs> Butts were open. Everybody was there. All in this one night. All of this yeah. shit was kind of all tied together. I think that's an important d- summary yeah, of alien right. abductions. Yeah, it's a real super storm of events there. That's pretty awesome. But the one thing that we do have not talked about yet that is around the, that's basically a shadow on top of this whole experience is that Bill Clinton was there. Yeah. Bill Clinton was at this conference the entire time. Yeah. Bill Clinton and his Secret Service. And this was the 90s, this conference, This was right? 1994, two so years was, into his first yeah, term. Okay. So... Bill Clinton, why was Bill Clinton there? Why was he there? Why well, was, he? was it just something? Was it the aliens mm-hmm. proving to Bill Clinton, like, hey, listen, we can abduct as many people as we want, whenever we want, right under your fucking nose. Because the whole place was surrounded by Secret Service, too. The whole place was surrounded right. by Secret Service. So it could be, if you'll remember, Eisenhower signed a contract with the Greys back in 1954. 650,000 people signed to the Greys for consumption. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. So Bill Clinton, who, by the way, uh, admitted on the Jimmy Kimmel show that as soon as he got into office, he started requesting yes, he documents about aliens, what kind of UFO encounters that we had. So it's possible that Bill Clinton came across this Eisenhower contract and said, hey, wait a minute. We're, this is fucked up. We're not going to do this anymore. These are American citizens. Because say whatever you want about Bill Clinton. He loves the American people. Yes, he does. He does. And he also several times brings up the con- Concept of if we were fighting with aliens, we wouldn't be arguing right now. Exactly. <laughs> Bill Clinton obsessed with the movie Independence Day. <laughs> oh, he wanted to be an alien attack it. president. He wanted a Bill Pullman went to the White House himself. Yeah. For a screening of Independence Day. Bill Clinton, I found no less than seven different instances, and this is just all I could find, seven different instances of Bill Clinton mentioning Independence Day, and even some of them were a little (laughs) bit of a stretch. He was facing a veto fight, and this was like in 99. This was like the end of his presidency. He was fighting, there was a veto fight with with Congress, uh, and he said he made the, the following statement to a group of educators. He said, you know, if we were being attacked by space aliens, we wouldn't be playing these kinds of games. This is what I'm talking about it. And so, and that was him too watching, watching Independence Day. And he's like, oh, that their president, he didn't know that there were aliens either. I bet if I just do a little bit of digging. Yeah. (laughs) You can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you'll remember, because he said on Jimmy Kimmel, he's like, listen, you know, they didn't tell, we didn't find anything about the aliens. We didn't find anything there. Uh, But if you remember in Independence Day, Bill (laughs) Pullman's character, the president, he didn't know about the aliens either. They just had an area trust. You can't trust the old Jewish with the biggest, the biggest fucking (laughs) secret in the world. He would have said it to any truck stop woman that he met who was blown. I mean, she'd be a little blown. I'd be like, 
you know there's aliens, right? The yeah. economy was booming. Our president was just researching aliens and finger-popping chicks. And That's all he was talking about. cigars and women. Mm-hmm. And Hillary, Hillary where got he got the on... cigar idea, as a matter of fact. <laughs> researching all the aliens. That's his brown wand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure yeah. Lewinsky has a similar tale, but it's all about Bill. Oh, yeah. Hillary Clinton brought it up. Uh, yeah. He compared aliens to uh, UFO sightings to Social Security on eight different occasions. When the man found a comparison, when the man found a metaphor... He stuck to it. And on yeah. the aforementioned Jimmy Kimmel appearance with Bill Clinton, uh, a man, uh, his name is Ben Hansen. He's mm-hmm. the host of the sci-fi TV show Fact or Fake Paranormal Files. All right. He did an in-depth analysis of Bill Clinton's body language, and he noted that he had nonverbal cues of stress and evasiveness, eye contact, and use of hands. Uh, what? That's every yeah. politician whenever they're talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but yeah. especially when they're talking about aliens. Yes, yeah, Clinton, he had both both hands. He uh, was using both hands as he talked. Yeah. He had both feet on his floor. He described, uh, Hanson described him as having a defensive stance. Whoa. And when Jimmy Kimmel asked, and when Jimmy Kimmel said, oh, you're trying to give me a hint that there are aliens, Bill Clinton said no while nodding his head yes. And that oh. is the coup de grace, my friend. And But let's also remember that Ben Hansen said he's not an expert in nonverbal communication, mm. but he does use the skills regularly in his work as the host of Sci-Fi Network's Fact or Fake Paranormal with his vibe. wife, cool. who is sick of it. Yeah, I'm sure that she is. That's awesome, man. Great research. I know. This was, a very, uh, this was a very educational episode, yeah, sort of. I, I tried this my best. First coherent alien episode that we've done. I I think so as well, and uh, it's the first time I've ever heard of an alien just opening butts. Uh, uh, really he opened my butt. He opened my butt, and uh, uh, you know what, and Gary? It's be... just it's dinner right now, so we should have talked. About it. We'll saying, talk about it at the bar after. You're right. You're okay. right. You're right. I know you're in the middle of your Colorado skillet there, but the one thing I do got to say is that man, they could be they could be using some thinner tubes when they shove them yeah. right up the front of your dick there. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. It's also anybody who continuously refers to their their penis as penis. I just feel like if I'm getting a tube shoved up my my dick, I'll be like, my dick, my dick, my dick, instead of being like, I can't. Oh, and it's it's the penis is the problem. My penis. Oh man. My penis. Well, check out your dicks uh, later on tonight, and make sure that you were never abducted and things like that. Is it three little dots? Is that what they say? It is a bruise with three puncture wounds on the tip of your dick. Oh. Right on the tip. And the other thing, too, oh is... Oh, my yeah, God. It could be herpes. Don't worry about it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would also say, too, is that... Um that's probably a good way to get somebody of the uh, weirder persuasion into the old bedroom there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If yeah. she's if she's wearing crystals and she's got like sort of a scarf for a shirt, but also for a pants, <laughs> you can tell her that you have got an alien bruise on the yeah. tip of your dick and she will look at it. Yeah. That's you great. can also go for women who have corsets on, although that is a longer shot. That is a longer shot. Yeah. And it's a deeper game you're playing because you're going to have to already be at the Renaissance Festival. And, and the corsets <laughs> pop off. It's a whole nother world down there, so be careful. Um, All right, everyone, March 23rd through March 27th, we're going to be in the UK. 
Buy yeah, your tickets. We're coming. Yeah. We got a hell of a shoe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gigsandtours.com. Search the last podcast on the left. Go to iTunes and rate and review us. Get us up in that top 50. Let's do top 50 this time. Let's do top 50 this time. I so, hate it when I see bizarre states ahead of us. Oh, But God. we've been beating them, though. Yeah, we have been beating them. That's Go to uh, cavecountyradio.com slash last podcast on the left to get your last podcast on the left t-shirt and uh, Heil Geen. Yeah, hail yourselves. Hail sweet, sweet Satan. Thank you for your gift, Satan. <laughs> hail me as well. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Oh, and listen to all the other, uh, you know, CC. Uh, and hey, uh, hey, uh, hail me, why don't you, huh? Eh? They already did. Yeah, they are. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Greedy. We're gonna talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 